Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Oh, how exciting. Here we are in chapter 7 of Song of Solomon. Verse 1 begins, How beautiful are thy feet with shoes, O prince's daughter! The joints of thy thighs are like jewels, the work of the hands of a cunning workman. And he goes on to describe his beloved. Well, some commentators say that in these verses it is the daughters of Jerusalem describing the bride. It is more likely, say other commentators, that this is the beloved that here speaks of the beautiful characteristics of his bride. This is the third time he speaks of her beauty. What beauty there is in the marriage based on the framework of God's word. How wonderful it is for us to be continually reminded of how our Lord sees us. As we grow in grace and love and obedience, we bring honor to our Lord Jesus. We become as a tall, strong, fruitful palm, And the fruit of our lives brings delight to our King. When God's Spirit, working in and through us, brings forth fruit, we are beautiful to Him. When holiness and grace and love adorn our lives, we cannot take credit for them ourselves. It is because God loved us and wooed us and saved us and protects us and lavishes His love on us that these fruits have become so evident in our lives and the glory and the honor goes to our God. I am, we are, products of his tender loving care. He is worthy to be worshipped for the work that he has begun in us and promised us he would complete. Many commentators take these bridal characteristics to mean the characteristics of the church as well. Scripture expounds on feet in Romans 10.15, Ephesians 6.15. Does this give us a picture or analogy of a princess in her glass slippers? Well, let's take a look at those verses. Romans 10, chapter 15 says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. In presenting the universal proclamation of the gospel, Paul here in the previous verses is talking about the call that must be preceded by faith, and faith that must be preceded by hearing. We need to hear the Word of God, and that shows that knowledge is essential for this belief. Third, the hearing requires sharing, someone that shares the Word of God, and that sharing requires being sent by God. Hence the feet. We are sent out to preach the gospel as God's beloved Doesn't sound like a princess to me. And more scripture to interpret scripture. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, the chapter on the whole armor of God. Verse 15 tells us about the feet. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. No, these are not glass slippers. These are not bunny slippers. We are sent out into spiritual warfare. And God is going to use his beloved, his bride, in a way that only he can. But we need to be in and under his spirit and be surrendered in heart to him. As we continue, O Prince's daughter in the Hebrew culture can be translated the volunteer soldier's daughter. 
The joints in her thighs are like jewels, which some view as being the bands that hold the church together. God made us all different, some the mouth, some the feet, some the nurturing kind, some ripe for harvest and ready to bring many with them, some with a nose like a tall tower, eyes like a fish pool in the land of Moab. You remember God's wash pot back in the book of Ruth. If you read through the first nine verses of chapter seven, you can see for yourself that all these different parts work together as one. Again, here we see a picture or an analogy of the body of Christ. And all the members of that one body are all together, one body. By one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many If the foot says, I don't want to be a foot anymore, and the hand says, I don't want to be a hand anymore, and the eye says, I want to talk, it's going to be a weird-looking body. The same thing with the body of Christ, the church. As we surrender to God and do the works that he has created for us before the beginning of time, then we all work together in unity. There's much talk of unity but it needs to be unity within Christ, within the word of God, not just unity for unity's sake, not just tolerance for tolerance sake. No, we love God according to his ways. We love others according to his ways. He says his thoughts are not our thoughts, remember? Our thoughts are not his. That's why we read the word so that we can wash out what doesn't agree with him and we become more like him. That's our goal. Our goal is to become more like our Jesus, more like our beloved. That's why we dig deep into the word of God to find what it is he wants of us. If we walk in the flesh and do the things of the flesh rather than be obedient to the Holy Spirit, then as a part of the body, the body of Christ, as a part of the church, we will bring reproach on the body of Christ. That's something that I don't want to do. And that's why I dig into God's word to share it with you. Yes, life is hard, but we have a choice to adjust our perspective And look at life, whether it hurts or not, look at it from God's point of view, from his perspective. He has a completely different perspective than we do. As we continue with the rest of the chapter, we see the bride's response to her beloved. In verse 10, we start, I am my beloved's and his desire is towards me. Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field and let us lodge in the villages Let us get up early to the vineyards and let us see if the vine flourish, whether the tender grape appear and the pomegranates bud forth. There will I give thee my loves. The mandrakes give a smell, and at our gates are all manner of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O my beloved. She says, let's go for a walk to the garden. Check for fruit. I want to spend some time with you in communion. I belong to you, and you belong to me. 
What a beautiful place to be when you know that you're in love and your love loves you in return just as deeply. As I was recording this, I received a text from my husband with some ideas on how to spend our anniversary, our 39th anniversary, which is coming up in just a few days. And it made me smile thinking that after all these years, it's good to still be with the one that loves you here on earth. And God gave us an example of all of this in Song of Solomon. He also gives us an example of our relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And this is his song of songs that he wants us to plant deeply in our hearts. He calls you his beloved. Remember that he loves you with an everlasting love. He will never leave you or forsake you. But the world is not perfect. We have an enemy, a deceiver, the father of lies, and he has convinced many of us that we are not worthy to be loved, that our past is too ugly, or the pain hurts too deeply to be healed. But it doesn't have to be that way. As we walk with the Lord, as we enter the throne room of grace and place him on the throne of our hearts, the Lord does an amazing thing. He washes us clean from our sin, from our past, and frees us to serve him. He washes our minds free of the past and the hurt and fills it with his word. We become like new creations in Jesus. God pours his love into us and we become his beloved and realize that he takes pleasure in us. He desires communion with us. Did you notice in verse 10, the bride announced that she was no longer her own, but belongs to her beloved. She calls to him to go for a walk in the garden to check for fruit. She wants to spend time with her beloved in close communion. He loves you so much that he is willing to die for you. He promised that no one could snatch you out of his hand if you willingly put yourself there. He promised he would never leave you or forsake you. So the next time you feel unloved or feel lonely, remember that Jesus willingly went to the cross for your sins. He didn't have to. Jesus wanted to be obedient to the Father to make a way for our sins to be forgiven and for us to spend eternity with him forever. Even now, we can spend time with the lover of our soul in the intimacy of our enclosed garden with him, the secret chamber of our hearts. When we are free of self and self-pity, when the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. Not free to do whatever we want, of course, but free to serve our God. With our focus off of ourselves and off of our own problems, we are free to get up early and check out the vineyards and be diligent in this. We can share Jesus Christ freely with others and eagerly watch for the fruit in our lives and lay the fruit of our lives at the feet of Jesus for his glory. How is your fruit? Is it spoiling? Is it rotten? Is it still ripening? Or is it sweet and giving off a wonderful fragrance, drawing others? When holiness in our life is important to us as it is to God, our hearts will break over the sin of others as it did in Job's life, in the life of Moses, in the life of Jeremiah, 
the weeping prophet. Sin in our families and churches, communities and nation, it's not a laughing matter. May we use our freedom and life in Christ to pray deeply for the souls of others and live in such a way as they see Christ and want him for themselves. May the fruit of God in our lives give off a pleasant odor that it may draw others to Jesus. Walk with Jesus, spend time in his word, be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and you will see that fruit grow in your life. And you can share that in the secret chambers of your heart with the lover of your soul and be built up to do the works that Jesus has for you. If you've enjoyed listening to Moments with Moni, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and download to listen at your own convenience. You can reach me at momentswithmoni, the number one, at gmail.com, or you can leave me a Google voice message at 1-703-951-3077. You can leave a voice message there, and I may use it on an upcoming episode. Or join us over on the Facebook community page. It's private, and we can continue the conversation there.